0: Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. On a Saturday in February in 1867, a group of hunters in the Blondeshar district of India came across a shocking sight. After they tracked a lone wolf to a cave in the jungle, they peered inside and saw the last thing they'd ever expect to find, a six-year-old human boy alive and well, living with the wolves. The boy was swiftly whisked to an orphanage where missionaries observed that the so-called wolf boy had even picked up some wolfish traits and behaviors. He couldn't stand straight up or speak, and he rejected cooked food in favor of raw meat. Missionaries at the orphanage judged the boy to be about six years old and soon dubbed him Dina Sanachar, Sanachar meaning Saturday, the day he was found. Though Sanitar led a strange and short life, forever trapped at the dividing line between human society and the animal kingdom, his legacy lives on. In fact, he's allegedly the inspiration for Mowgli in Rudyard Kipling's novel The Jungle Book, which was later adapted into a beloved Disney film. But the story of Dina Sanitar is nowhere near as innocent, charming, or joyful as the Disney version might have us believe. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer, Kalina Fraga. Today, we're going to the jungles of India to learn the story of feral child Dina Sanachar. It's impossible to know how Dina Sanachar's story truly began, where he was born, and to who, and how he ended up in the company of wolves. Those early years are lost to time and to the jungle. So the story of his life as any of us will ever know it begins in 1867, when hunters spotted him for the first time. As the story goes, the one told by missionaries the orphanage where Sanachar ended up, a group of hunters set out one February day in the Bolanchar district of India and began tracking down a wolf. Instead, they came across a boy. In some accounts, they spotted him loping after a wolf pack on all fours. In other versions, the hunters stumbled across the boy inside a wolf's den. In any case, the boy immediately struck the hunters as odd in ways that they'd never seen before. Of course, being with wolves in the wild was unusual for a child, but the boy looked upon the hunters without any glimmer of recognition or relief in his eyes. He didn't run to them, and he didn't answer any of their questions. The alarmed men quickly decided they would have to bring the boy out of the woods and back into civilization. They simply couldn't leave a child, however bewildering, behind in the wilderness. The hunters thus snatched him up quickly, by some accounts killing one of the wolves right there on the spot, and then carried the six-year-old to the Chondra Mission Orphanage in the city of Agra. Since the boy didn't seem able to speak and offered up no name, the orphanage gave him one. They called him Dina Sanachar and set out on their mission to civilize the peculiar boy found in the jungle. At the Sacandra Mission Orphanage, overseen by Reverend Erdhard Lewis, Workers tried to coax Dina Sanichar back into civilization, but it soon became apparent that he was wild to the core. The boy appeared either indifferent, scared, or hostile when it came to even the most basic staples of human life. He turned up his nose at cooked food, preferring instead to eat raw meat and chew on bones, just as wolves do to sharpen their teeth. Meanwhile, Sanachar did not take readily to walking or wearing clothing. He struggled with wearing pants, according to orphanage administrators, and much preferred to lope along on all fours as opposed to standing erect and walking on two legs. What's more, he couldn't speak. Most human infants began to grasp language in the first two years of their lives, but Sanachar, apparently, had never had the opportunity. At six, he was far too old to learn, and he communicated instead with animal-like noises. He couldn't write, either, nor could the boy understand basic gestures like pointing. He was, said Reverend Lewis, a quote-unquote paggle, meaning imbecile or idiot. Lewis went on to say that the boy nevertheless, quote, still shows signs of reason and sometimes actual shrewdness, unquote. Eventually, Sanishar, who orphanage officials also called Wolf Boy, developed the ability to understand what people said to him. He started wearing pants and shirts and developed a very human-like affinity for smoking cigarettes. But the boy in the jungle remained restless and fidgety and ill at ease around his own kind, seemingly out of place like a wild animal dropped into a human household. He never spoke a word in his life. Indeed, by the time he died at approximately the age of 34 in 1895, Sanichar had spent most of his life standing at the edge of the human world and peering in, an alien observer more than a member of society. In his life, there were only a few people he seemed to form a bond with, and they were other feral children just like him. Dina Sanachar was not the only child found in the jungle and then brought to the Sikhandra Mission Orphanage at this time. He was one of at least four, two other boys and one girl, who spent some time at the orphanage during his life. In fact, the children appeared in such quick succession that a member of the Geographical Survey of India quipped that they, quote, created no more surprise than the delivery of the daily supply of butchers' meat, Like Xanachar, they were ill-suited for life in human society. Lewis wrote a far-off colleague that the feral children had a surprising facility to get along on all four feet, meaning their hands and feet, and that before they eat or taste any food, they smell it, and when they don't like the smell, they throw it away. In response to an inquiry about the children, Lewis described one of the boys by saying, quote, In his habits, he was a perfect wild animal in every point of view. He drank like a dog and liked a bone and raw meat better than anything else. He would never remain with the other boys, but hid away in any dark corner. Clothes he would never wear, but tore them up into fine threads. He was only a few months among us as he got a fever and gave up eating. We kept him up for a time by artificial means, but eventually he died." Lewis also noted that Sanachar developed a friendship of sorts with one of the other feral children. They had, he said, a bond of sympathy, and Sanachar even taught the other child how to sip out of a cup. However, it is important to know that the stories about these feral children came from just one source, the orphanage missionaries themselves. Were Sanachar and the others truly found in the woods, or were they abandoned because of physical and mental disabilities? then spun into wolf children for media attention. The stories of feral children like Dina Sanitar did indeed draw widespread interest in India. In fact, some believe that Sanitar's story may have come to the attention of author Rudyard Kipling as he wrote The Jungle Book. Rudyard Kipling was born in India in 1865, spent his childhood back in England, and returned to India as a teenager. In 1894, he penned the classic novel, The Jungle Book, which tells the story of a young boy named Mowgli who was lost in the jungle as an infant. In Kipling's book, Mowgli is raised by wolves, just like Dina Sanachar allegedly was, and makes friends with animals like bears and black panthers. In 1967, Disney adapted Kipling's story into a bright, colorful, musical film that remains beloved to this day. But was Kipling's book, and Disney's later adaptation, based on stories about feral wolf children in India, like Sanachar? In truth, the evidence is inconclusive. By the time Kipling started writing The Jungle Book, stories about India's wolf children were well-known, and Kipling, living in India likely heard about them. However, Kipling himself later seemed unsure of how exactly he'd come up with the story or with the character of Mowgli. A year after The Jungle Book came out, he admitted that he'd taken pieces from so many different sources that he didn't quote, "'Remember from whose stories I have stolen' unquote. So, was Dina Sanachar Kipling's inspiration for Mowgli? It's certainly possible. But the story of Dina Sanachar is hardly the first of a child raised by wolves. That tradition goes as far back as the Roman Empire, when its founders Romulus and Remus were raised by a she-wolf. In the end, Sanachar's connection to Mowgli is a hazy one, just like many things in the wolf-child's life. We don't even know, in truth, if Sanachar was found in the woods, or if missionaries made that story up for publicity. He could have simply been abandoned at a young age because of some sort of disability. But if the story is true, if Dina Sanachar spent the first few years of his life deep in the jungle, in the care of animals, and far from human civilization, then that tells us something fascinating about human nature itself. It suggests that there's only a faint, delicate line between what we call humanity, and the wild, it suggests that it doesn't take much at all for a human being to fall to the side of the wolves. Thanks for listening to History Uncovered. I'm History Uncovered's producer, Kit Westneat. If you like the show, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to follow the All That's Interesting and History Revealed pages on Facebook and Real History Uncovered on Instagram. Make sure you don't miss out on the new episodes and subscribe to the History Uncovered podcast. And keep up with our latest stories at allthatsinteresting.com. If you have a question about the show or just want to say hi, feel free to call us at 929-526-3029 or email us at podcasts at allthatsinteresting.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Legends of the Old West and Redacted History. Until next time, keep exploring. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friendly neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into